Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. Today, we get to talk with Jan Hoth, who's a speaker, author, the joyful leadership mentor, helping women leaders who have sacrificed their joy for their success. And she helps them come home to joy as their superpower, to preserve what they've created, to enhance their leadership, and to grow their legacy with no regrets through her signature process that she calls the happiness prism. And as we talk today, we get to move through some really interesting spaces where it's so easy to say the word joy and it's so easy to you know have this experience of I know I want to be happy what is happiness what is joy and just want to erase erase what's underneath I don't want to feel the bad feelings I just want to feel the joy feelings and during our conversation we truly dive into how do you experience everything? How do you allow the full range of your own human emotions so that you can actually transform into a space of true joy rather than, you know, it comes up on the podcast uh, pretty often, the spiritual bypassing that we can sometimes get into when we say, I don't want to feel this. I want to feel happy. I don't want to feel this. I want to feel joy. What if instead we found a way to truly experience the full range of human emotions so that when we, when we pass through every step along the way, we know, we know how to navigate our way back to joy from a place of true authenticity. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I cannot say enough about how beautiful of a conversation that I felt this was. And if you're a rapidly scaling entrepreneur, this is for you. This is a template for you to build your leadership with joy and to always come back to that at a pure, true level. So enjoy this conversation between me and Jan Joy Hoth. Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm so excited for this conversation today. I know I say that every time, um, but it's because I truly am, because uh, I get to talk to the most amazing people who are doing things um, just in a way that I feel is so important to talk about and to bring conversations to light that that more people need to hear. And so today I am talking with Jan Joy Hoth, who is the Joyful Leadership Mentor. And we are going to talk all about cultivating joy from the inside and what that really looks like and how that then plays into 
everything else in your life, how you build wealth, how you build your business, how you connect with the people around you that matter to you most, um, and how you create more impact. So Jan, thank you for being here. And would you please introduce yourself and tell us more about what you do and why you do it? Oh, well, thank you so much to, um, you know, just to open up. I'm so excited to be here with you and your amazing audience, you know, to really contribute to the beautiful conversation that you are leading into the world around wealth and joy and possibilities and really true alignment. But um, just a little bit about me. I'm coming from uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where I currently reside with my family. I live in the snow and play in the snow. Um, I am married. I've got two yummy children and a Bernese mountain dog that you may or may not hear barking in the background. And yes, I am the joy mentor. And I come from a place with my work where I truly have lived a joy-led life from a fairly young age. I learned very early on that there's the path that looks like is what I'm supposed to take and society tells me I should take and family and whatever else. And my heart led me a different direction. And that's where I call it the joy-led life that I am about leading. And my mission over time has really gotten clear to me that my I'm here on this planet on the mission of the vision of a joy-led world, starting with leaders and entrepreneurs and visionaries, because they can be part of this conversation and the catalyst that gets to trickle down and ripple out once we all realize what a gift it is when we all lead from that space and whether you're leading, you know, a company of one or a thousand of one or more, it's that part doesn't matter. It's about how you show up in this world. And, and just to give a little background joy, as I teach it is an acronym of just own you. So it's not about, you know, a dictionary definition of joy and even more than that, it's also recognizing, I, I have a strong background in mindfulness, but it's recognizing that it's the present moment definition of joy that I always encourage my clients to live under that I'm all about because we're constantly evolving. The world around us is constantly evolving. So I'm about appreciating what is that present moment state of being that has you in your joy or that maybe is in your not joy, which is part of the conversation too, because I want to be very clear up front. This is not about happy, happy, joy, joy, you know, bouncing off the walls. This is also about that guttural moment of horrible news where the tears are flowing, but somewhere deep inside, you know, it's going to be okay. Mm. That when we allow what I call the full spectrum of what it is to be human, that we can really actually feel that joy that truly is a divine gift that we weren't necessarily taught how to experience and how to receive in this life. Mm. And yet, joy as I teach it and live it and breathe it is, it's an energy behind all that you do. It's the who you be in the process. 
and that joy actually is a level of consciousness mm. almost to that of enlightenment so mm. why we care about joy and why i've cared about joy and you know if depending upon how much time we have, I can share certainly numerous stories of my own journey and my client's journey where joy was the answer when things were completely devastating, when things were completely horrible and lost, um, hope was almost completely lost, but it was that joy that was the catalyst to mm -hmm. solutions to something else being possible to miracles that led me and myself and my clients and my family in particular cases through harrowing experiences. And I know that's not just me. I know that's you too. You have your own stories of trials and tribulations. And I'm confident everyone listening already has a handful that as they're thinking about it, like, wow, joy actually can be, it is a secret superpower. Mm, okay. So that is uh, such a juicy introduction. And uh, I had like four different things pinging, right? Um, and what I want to, yeah, where, where I want to like draw the conversation is um, this, this moment of beingness, right? And so I would love to come back there. And it was so interesting that you say that because, um, in my, you know, we're still in January right now as we're recording this, it's January 23rd when we're recording. And, um, you know, I didn't really have a word for the year necessarily when I was doing my own journaling and kind of seeing what was coming up as what's happening, um, for me in 2023, it was more of a phrase of letting go of what was mm -hmm. letting go of what will be. Um and being with what is. Yes. And so is, is one of my words for the year. Ooh, that's juicy. Right. And it's just so interesting um, that that is part of what you're teaching too. So can we go there? Can we go into that, you know, being really being with the present moment? Because the other piece that sparked um, from that was the present moment isn't always joy, you know, like, oh, I'm so happy and joyful, right? I think that's where we're going is that like being with reality, being connected to what is this present moment is what allows us to move forward in a way that is clear in a way that is, you know, we can choose to take the joyful steps, um, at least that's, that's what I'm hearing and, and kind of like what's bubbling up. So yes, keep going. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, by the way, that's a super cool word or phrase to be with. I love that. And, um, you know, what's coming up for me to share about is the fact that like, one of the things I do professionally, besides, um, professional mentorship, very high level private mentoring of clients. Um, I also, created and we facilitate a mindful ski camp mm. in partnership with Jackson Hole Mountain Resorts. And it was so interesting because I, you know, and I love like teaching through stories as I'm sure you do too. Just yesterday I was out skiing and 
when you think about any activity, especially something that's really moving at a fairly fast pace, like skiing, you can't be in the past and you can't be too far in the future or you're missing something. And that's when things can go very wrong. <laughs> and that's also when things um, can happen in a way that can be very surprising. So like, for example, just yesterday, I was skiing and I, and I was in the flow state. I was so is, to use your words, I was so in the present moment. I was truly connected with mind, body, spirit, nature. It was like my skis were an extension of me. And then the snow was an extension of that. And then I was in connection with the sky. And I was in this beautiful space of is, you know, to use your word, totally owning things that I, everything that I teach at Mindful Camp and in my joy work. And all of a sudden I find myself, um, catapulted out of one of my skis sliding down the slopes because someone had run into me and I lost a ski and I'm sliding down the slope and I'm like that is so fascinating like one minute I was skiing and flowing and in the zone and then the next minute I'm sliding down the slope in a different place and I get up and kind of breathe for a moment. And the person was kind and brought the ski and apologized and, and whatever. And all of a sudden I just paused and was like, okay, <laughs> all the parts were. <laughs> and the craziest thing was nothing was hurt. Nothing was strained. And what I realized in hindsight was that it was because I was in such a relaxed state of being mm. that I had zero resistance when the, the state of being shifted, mm -hmm. physical state shifted. Right. If I had had any, any inclination of, oh my gosh, I just got hit, I would have gone rigid and would have potentially actually injured myself because I'm, you know, I'm mid forties. I'm, I'm also at a place where I'm not necessarily indestructible the way I was in twenties, although I had <laughs> destructive moments too. Right. On the Oops. <laughs> I think you're but, indestructible. <laughs> I know, but I thought I was a little bit more invincible at that time. But even now, as I sit here, zero physical response to that experience because I was so in the present state and I was so available to the joy of the moment that I was in, enjoying a big carving turn and just flowing. And then to have this split second moment of like, oh, that's definitely not what I planned. That's definitely not what I intended, but I didn't resist it. Right. And because I didn't resist it, of course, I had to get up and dust the <laughs> snow off and click back into my ski and catch up to my husband and friends that I was skiing with. But I was called to share this story because, you know, when we are so busy focused on what was, what will be, or what should have been, like it's sure she shouldn't have hit me, right, or whatever, we get taken out of the availability of, I don't dare I say, almost invincibility. Mm. Like I got away 
really unscathed when that could have been a really crazy outcome. And I use this as like a micro moment story of how it relates to, you know, there's the talk of the R word, right? The recession in the world right now, as we're recording this. And I'm so present to, you know, your body of work of money and joy, but also recognizing like, if we can practice this isness, being in the joy of the moment, giving ourselves over, because I was, you know, kind of giving myself over to the skiing experience, which is what we like to talk about in mindful camp. It's about being skied or being snowboarded if you snowboard, but being so available to the whole picture creates the outcome of kind of getting away from snags and challenges and trials and tribulations a bit more unscathed and a bit more thankful for, wow, you know, when we do take the time to take care of ourselves, when we do take the time to keep joy in the forefront of our minds, when we do allow ourselves to let go of what was and let go of what we really want to be. Now, you know, I know you and I are also about projecting and creating visions that we want to live into, but with non-attachment. Right. Mm-hmm then we get to live from a very different place. And that's essentially, I know we were kind of talking about this before we went live, that's kind of how you become recession-proof mm -hmm. in your joy, is to practice to the point of, of that letting go, which is a fundamental mindfulness, but that, that letting go to a point of, like giving yourself over to something way beyond what you can even imagine. Like I'm still in awe of like, wow, I really didn't get hurt yesterday. <laughs> the, thing, the word that keeps coming to mind is bracing. That you weren't bracing for it, right? Because that, and even even if you know, um, I'm not a skier, uh, so that's I I don't I don't have that like bodily experience. Um, but, you know, I mean, I rode horses and I played softball and I, I did, you know, lots of other, um, I did pretty heavy weightlifting for a while. Right. And it's this idea of um, when you see something coming, right. Even if it's a rock or a tree, like if you're, if you're focused and you're bracing for an impact, your body, then, you know, you're like set for a shock rather than going, going with it and allowing the bumps to be the bumps. Right. And you can ride over them so easily when you're not like, talk about, talk about that. And that, um, yeah, I mean, that was just the word and I like, okay, that, the bracing for impact, right. That also just pulled me straight back into, you know, this recession talk and, you know, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And when we are just constantly bracing for impact, we, it, it does, it like takes away, it puts the blinders on what the opportunities are. So even when we, even when we're talking about money and we're talking about recession and we're talking about, you know, it's not, it's not that everything is, is going down, right? It's okay. Here is the information that we have available to us. Here's the powder, right? Yep. There's some, maybe some rocks underneath the snow there, but where is the opportunity because there is plenty of opportunity, right? And so we go there yeah. rather than 
bracing and hunkering down or um, kind of the way I like to talk about it with, with regards to money is like, mm, like a dragon sitting on its hoard, right? You're just like, I got to keep it. I got to like hold on to this and not, not create any space for anything else. I'm going to hang on just to this pot no matter what, rather than being open to, Hey, receiving more, allowing more through, right. This, this idea of, of, you know, energy flowing, money flowing, joy flowing. If we put a cap on like this moment is joyful and I'm going to hold on to it forever. (laughs) You cap. Yeah. You're bracing still and you're, and you're putting a, a cap on, this is all I want to feel. I want to feel the rest of it. I just want to feel this joy part. So I'm going to squeeze it tight. Mm-hmm. What's coming? <laughs> What's coming up for you? With well, that? I mean, just, you're right. Like the physical stance of bracing, but we do do that emotionally too. And well, spiritually too, right? When we're really like fearful of what might happen. Like if I was fearful of maybe getting hit on the slopes, I would not have been free skiing to the level that I was. Like that was not even in my frame of reference at all as I was skiing. But as you're talking about it, like, yeah, there's so many times, whether it's money or our joy, where it's like, oh, I'm just going to like hold on to this and, and that's it. And if I just hold on really tight, it's like, it's going to save me and protect me and all these things. And it's like, that's not what this life's about. And, you know, like really the basis of my way in life and work is the fact that joy is the vehicle, not just the destination. It's the vehicle and the destination. And just like, you know, I was talking about at the beginning and it's not, it's not just about the happy, happy, joy, joy. It's about the experience of being, you know, the not joy, even, you know, the aftermath of my little experience yesterday, I was like, whoo, that kind of the aftermath. I was like, whoo, okay. All right. Feeling some things, but then realizing that that is the contrast. And it's in that contrast too, that we start to see those opportunities like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. because especially in a, you know, world state, like, you know, with whether it's recession or whatever it is, things are constantly evolving. They're constantly changing and there's always going to be new and different ways and opportunities to create wealth and to create joy. Like as I teach my clients, like there's not one fixed protocol Mm-hmm. to build the joy muscle like every day like i have a a, a framework that I, I i created called the happiness prism but it's a framework through which you view to discover what is that today what is that in this moment that's going to bring me joy and the same thing with our money it's like there's there's and obviously this is your profession but i would say like there's never really like a set it and let it financial plan Right. There's a constant modification and tweaking. And that's also why I love using skiing as the analogy, but it could be horseback riding. It could be weightlifting. It could be any of these physical activities that we get into that are truly mind, body, spirit that I just, I love and adore because life is a full body. I say a full body experiment and experience. I love that. 
we didn't get into this life to just sit around and talk about it and talk about what can be. We're here physical beings having a, you know, spiritual experience inside of that. But it's like, oh, okay. Well, it's always going to be different. There's always going to be something new. And especially like at a sport like skiing or riding or whatever, when you are in motion and you're like, there's so many variables. And so the greatest gift we can ever truly give ourselves in any moment is to practice that being in the moment, present moment awareness, looking at where we are in relationship with our joy or not joy. Because if we know we're in the not joy, it's like, ooh, what's coming up? What am I not hearing or not doing or ignoring and, you know, that I need to modify or adjust to look at so that I can open up that energy that whether it's joy or it's money, it doesn't matter. It's all energy. And when we allow ourselves to be in that isness, to use your word, and I love that by the way, but when we allow ourselves to be in that space, and I know you and your your audience are about just the heart-centered mm-hmm. leadership, that that is the space of feeling. And when our hearts are broken, that's informative. When our hearts are buzzing, that's informative. And being in a place of not where we're bracing ourselves, where we are very much aware of, well, this is the way things are at the moment and the way things aren't. And then allowing ourselves to have that vision to move towards whatever it is, you know, in the the business and the leadership and the financial goals, relationships, it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But when we put ourselves in that place and are willing to be, you know, the eternal student of life and the eternal student of our own paths, because we all have unique own paths to lead, Mm -hmm. that's the sweet spot where we can have faith and trust and not have to be constantly bracing where we are shut off from the possibilities shut off from the creativity from the collaboration from the connection which i know you are all about and what drew you to you know have this podcast and for us to even have this conversation today so for me as i'm thinking about you know even just that you brought in the the bracing part it's like yeah I feel like even for me that I want to take away from this conversation is that is like that consideration of self-reflection of like, wait a second, where am I still bracing? You know, what areas of my, like, obviously yesterday I was in flow, but where am I still bracing? Yeah. You know, and I would encourage everyone listening to maybe even pause for a moment now and think, Ooh, that's actually a really, really insightful moment of self-reflection that can be hugely informative Mm-hmm. on the way to being in greater curiosity of where can I allow more of that joy and of course more of that money mm. yeah so this okay what this is like mm, percolating and the question that's rising up even in, for me um is what about when you're in the down when you're in a muck state, right? Where we, um, I mean, for myself, I, I don't experience that a lot. And when I do, 
it, it feels really comfortable to sit in the muck, right? And and to like isolate. And I feel, I mean, this is just this weekend, so interesting. <laughs> like I had one of those, one of those times where I was like feeling unseen, feeling unheard, and like wanting to just be isolated. And when my partner reached out and was like, Hey, do we need to talk about something? My initial instinct was inside. I wanted to like, "Mm, I want to stay, I want to stay in the muck. Right. It feels, it doesn't feel good, but it feels like comfortable. (laughs) Right. That's exactly the it. Yeah. Right. And then, and so it was, it was literally like, I had to remind myself and like, Oh, this is what I wanted. Right. I, I want to have open communication. I want to, you know, have this free flow of like, here's what I'm feeling. What are you feeling? And so that was like, all right, let's, you know, little inside Hannah, like, let's open up. It's okay <laughs> to, to be in that space of connection and lead to, right. These more like, oh, like full connection back into feeling joyful, feeling connected again. But can you speak to that in another example too? You know, like, yeah, like being, oh, this is, this does not feel joyful. Like, no, no. (laughs) How do we move? How do we move out of it? Um, Well, I love that you brought that up because it's, it's such an important piece to speak to. And that's again, why I always say it's not about happy, happy, joyful. And yeah, we're all human. We feel that myself included. I mean, right at the end of the year last year, I got taken down by a terrible head cold. And I was like, rah, 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 like big old baby. And it was, you know, just like yourself. It's like, okay, wait a second. You know, I committed to living a certain way to relating a certain way into loved ones and, and, and everything. And kind of a a couple of tips for people listening is, you know, number one, those heavy spaces, those dark feelings, those not joy, as I like to call it, it's finite. Mm. It doesn't stick around. Now in the moment, it feels like forever. I mean, I will tell you, I was laying in bed and I'm like, oh, like a big baby too. Like, oh my gosh, this is never going to go away. Poor me. And so there's step one or one first tip is just know that as horrible as it may feel, whether it's something, you know, as a cold or something like you were experiencing or something more devastating please know that the emotions will pass with time. Now we need to feel them though. And that's the piece where I feel like modern society is getting better about, but I don't know about you. I mean, I grew up with a, you know, pull, pull up, you know, your pants and get on out there. And time and a place of having some finesse of, wow, let's just really feel this for a moment. Let's just really be in the acknowledgement of I'm really experiencing, you know, X, Y, and Z and allowing yourself to feel it. Because here's the thing, when you let yourself really feel the upset or the pain or the sadness or whatever those emotions are, when you actually get back into joy, 
and look, we don't bounce all the way to joy. When you actually move into relief, it's like, oh, there's a certain level of like, okay, I'm going to be okay. And then as you continue on and you allow yourself to progress into that state of joy that we all have access to, we're just not necessarily all trained to be available to it. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, is we do eventually come through if we allow ourselves to feel it fully, that there is a finite to the emotion, but if we stuff it down, it's going to come out sideways, I promise you. You know, the, and we won't, we don't need to get into the whole thing, but that's the idea of dis-ease. Like if you push down anger, if you push down upset, sadness, it will come out sideways. But if you let yourself feel all of it up front as much as possible, you'll actually move through it quicker. And it's being really honest. Like you were so adorable and you just said that you're like little, little Hannah's like, no, just no. And that's how we all feel that. I'm sure everyone listening is laughing with us. Like we all feel those moments. It's like, yeah, I really don't want to handle that right now. I really don't want to face that right now. I really don't want to feel this right now. But the more honest we get in the moment makes all the difference. And then starting to acknowledge, okay, well, this is where I'm at. And this is where I like to say joy is like your GPS. The joy is the vehicle and the destination. So you get in the, the GPS of your joy and you say, well, this is where I'm at starting point. I'm feeling crummy. I don't like all these things that are happening. And then you start to plug in, well, where do I want to be? And, you know, in your case, you were talking about in clear communication, being honest up front, being in collaboration, and co-creative energies. And, you know, you're starting at this starting point of like, no, 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 I want to stay here with me. And so when we acknowledge the end destination, then we start to look at, ooh, what's like one little thing that I can, can I notice right now that I can either be thankful for, that I can maybe laugh about, that I can find something a little bit joyful in mm. and start to go, okay. And start to provide a little bit of relief. Now I, I won't get into the full depth of one of my stories, but one of the stories that I do share is my becoming kind of famous story about the fruit loop moment when we had a cancer scare with my son when he was six weeks old. I will share the, the miracle ending. He is now a thriving 11-year-old, so we know everything worked out. And when we were in the hospital, I was a breastfeeding mom. And in the middle of my devastation, I didn't pack for staying in the hospital. I didn't know what we were up against. Well, I realized I could order off the menu. And through my tears, I saw I could order Fruit Loops. Mm. And initially, I heard a loud voice that was, or a quiet voice, it was loud. <laughs> that part's getting kind of fuzzy, but there was a voice that said, hey, you can't eat that. It's not nutritious for you or your son. But then a much louder voice came through, through my heart that said, 
you're going to eat the Fruit Loops because it's going to bring you joy. You need nourishment for your soul, not necessarily for your physical body. Mm-hmm. So I ordered the Fruit Loops. I ate the Fruit Loops, and kind of long story short, I continued to look for Fruit Loop moments, even in the devastation of this cancer scare that lasted 12 days that we were in the hospital every day, tests, you know, challenging conversations with the doctor and, and everything else. But it didn't negate that we were having this horrible experience, but it let me have a little bit of relief for a little bit in the time that raised my spirits. And like I was saying at the beginning, um, earlier on that, joy being a level of consciousness where we're more creative, but we're also more intuitive. We're more connected to other possibilities. So just finding those little joys or fruit loop moments is really the next step of the vehicle of joy that I would encourage everyone looking or listening, but to look for just little things that can help raise your spirits just a little bit, just a little bit to give you just a little bit of hope. Because the thing of it is, it's when we lose hope that it is a slippery, slippery slope to hopelessness, mm-hmm. but where we're not available to any possibilities. Right. So that, there is no weirdness of despair. Yeah. yeah, that space of despair where it's like, this is it. This is how it's always going to be. Yes. Yeah. That hope, hopelessness is just so, it's like, just right there at the bottom, right. Of, of what the human psyche can, can only handle that for so long. Right. Yeah. Reaching up to that next. I love, I love that, um, that reframe of, you know, when, when it does feel really hard, right. If something like a cancer scare for a child, or, you know, if you lose a loved one, right. Or go through that yourself, right? Like that's a big thing. That's not, um, you know, the, the word that we haven't said yet, but the spiritual bypassing, right. Is like the buzzword of that. Like just, just let, let's just go straight to joy. And you're, you're literally like saying, no, let's find it. You're not going to go from, you know, that you're like way down here. You're not going to go straight up to joy. It's like, you got it. You got to ease yourself back into it. You got to show that despairing piece of you those little rays of hope so that, oh, okay, now we can reach up. Now we can reach up again. Um, and that, to me, that feels, that feels so much more nourishing as well beyond, beyond like, yes, you can feel this way. Like it, it, it takes away the wrong making, like feeling, feeling devastated is not wrong. Nope. Feeling devastated just is, and to feel it fully, because if we can feel the full spectrum at the bottom, that also means, you know, we're allowing, we're allowing the range versus, nope, I'm not going to feel that. So you're, you're squishing, you're like cutting off both sides. Yes. When you don't allow yourself to feel the full range and like actually go, you know, go through those feelings of hopelessness and despair and that we, that we all as humans experience at some, some point in our lives, multiple times. times. And, and like, I even have a concept that I created called the deep end of joy. 
and it will actually be a book hopefully coming out really soon Ooh, um, exciting. Cool. but it, the idea is just like what you talked about like to the depths that we are willing to go and feel all that we are feeling is the equal polarizing height to which we are able to experience joy so if you let yourself go there, it's not making yourself go there. It's letting yourself go there, feeling all of it, even those moments of despair, but also letting yourself realize that, okay, I can touch the bottom, but I will come back again. The sun does shine again, that even on the cloudiest of days, I know we've all said this and heard this, but I always think it's a good reminder, the darkest of days, the sun's still shining out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I also, you know, want to provide everyone listening is that reminder of hope that, you know, things are always going to be better if we allow it, if we're willing to go to that deep end, if we're willing to explore what is that little incremental bit of relief to allow that true spiritual light in all of us to shine. Because it's shining in all of us. We just have experiences and and thoughts and, and emotions that can start to cloud it. But just like you said, like when we let ourselves feel it, we can actually then start to feel all of it. And that's where we get to be available to those creative opportunities, the answers that we didn't know we needed, the solutions to problems sometimes that we didn't even know we had. But, you know, something you spoke to that I want to bring up too, especially since your, you know, specialty is money. Like I know myself, I have my own shame stories around money Mm -hmm. and being okay with, you know, mismanagement and like not making ourselves wrong for how we did or didn't do something. Yeah. Give grace to those emotions so that there is possibility of having a different relationship with our money. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's exactly where I, you know, where so many of my clients have to come through. It's this, it's the space of acceptance of, of where you are. And it's like the gratitude for every, every version of you along the way that said yes to where you are now, right? Like that journey happens the way it happened. And you are here making this new choice with me right now to do something different. So, so proud, not just, not just like, oh, look at here, you're here and now you can make a new choice. No, like be so grateful for this person that you, that you were, that made all of the choices that led you here. Um, because that's where you create from. That's where you create from a space of, of joy. Right. And in the purity too, when Mm -hmm. we, and I, the way I talk to my clients about the past is looking at the lessons and the blessings that we can carry forward and then leave the rest of the past, because that's the place of a pure and powerful foundation to build upon to build your wealth plan, to build a new conversation around. And that space, when you back it by joy of enjoying the journey, enjoying the ride, enjoying the view, enjoying even the hiccups and being able to laugh at yourself along the way, that's where it really is like a recipe for massive amounts of abundance, Mm -hmm. meaningful meaningful abundance. Yeah. 
and that's sustainable mm-hmm. because that's the other piece that for me, I know, oh my gosh, the minute I get too focused on numbers in my business, like things fall off track. Yeah. It's the, it's, it, it's not ignoring them, but it's acknowledging like the joy of what I'm doing, the joy of who I'm serving, the joy of how I'm making a difference in the world that is sustainable. Mm-hmm. Anyone just focus merely on just the numbers I found, and certainly you feel free to speak to it. It's like, that's where things get a little derailed. Right. And, and are not necessarily able to sustain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I will actually pick that up because I think it's beautiful and it ties right in exactly um, with this with this ongoing message. And I want to honor our time and give you a chance to tell people where to find you. Um, so how can people get in contact with you if they're like, oh my gosh, I have to know more. Um, what's the best way that they can find you? Well, I have shown up as well. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know, this has been such a juicy conversation. I feel like we could have like a hundred more, but um, thank you for now. Um, you know, my handle on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn is just my name, Jan Hoth, J-A-N-H-O-A-T-H. Um, that's also my website is janhoth.com. Um, I would love to connect with anyone who's interested in, if you want to ping me, um, I also have uh, some meditations that I can offer you that help you connect with your joy. And I- I'm happy to to send those over. Just reach out to me and and let me know you're interested in in receiving a meditation to anchor into your joy to start. But oh, this has been so amazing to connect with you. So thank you. Agreed. Agreed. Like I just feel, yeah, right now I just feel so, I mean, it, for anyone who's like watching on YouTube and not um, just listening on the I'm like literally like leaning in, right? Um, It's been such a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. And yeah, I, I can't wait to just keep talking about joy and keep bringing this conversation to the forefront. So thank you so much. Thank you. And bye everyone. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you. Email me at hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at expansiveceo.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at expansiveceo.com and at xsquaredwealthplanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, wealthplanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough, you are enough, and your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive.